it didn't actually do as good as I thought it would have. Also, oh, dude, no, yeah, I sent it to my group text and everybody thought it was hilarious. Nice. I my two favorite um things that happened in the comments were uh the one the one like subject of people that were like convinced it was real. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. So I was like, I could tell this was fake as soon as he did that stupid accent. And I was like, well, also all the things I was saying with that accent were pretty obviously fake. And then um, yeah. two people that just were ping ponging back and forth in the comments, um, outing me for my opioid addiction. Uh, Cause I was wiping my nose and I was like, what? I don't like that is such an aggressive thing to be talking about that openly about like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I've ever thought like, man, that guy's being, he just had a body, uh, like his manners, his body are kind of off. I wonder if he's doing the worst type of drug possible. Are you high? What? No, I'm not high. What? You are high as a kite. I'm not high. Let's go. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to the College Football Uncensored Podcast, brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, my co-host, Chris Marler. Chris, this feels like a week where we bitch that it's not a great slate and there's crazy shit that happens. Don't say we. Don't say we. I'm thankful for every weekend of college football that we get. You, We is, hand, we is in the collective month. fan base. You as a, it took you a full month, and I know what it was. I don't want to say it. It's just you were you were not in in season mode yet because you don't know what season mode is anymore. Because Florida State always, yeah, I don't know what season mode is anymore. Takes away all your happiness. Mm-hmm. That's, That's why true. I'm not going to let it fu- uh, affect me this year. You better not, because I'm going to be up at your house this weekend. And if you start going to negative town while I'm trying to well, go to negative town, I'm there's a reason why we're doing it on a bye week for us. <laughs> yeah, sir. I'll be there for you emotionally though through this week all right let's get into the to the to podcast that's right you are coming over to the house this saturday we're gonna be watching some games together the 330 slate is incredible by the way yeah am i freezing up and down the 330 no. is awesome okay you're good okay um, um some people admitting uh in the chat that they called into the voicemail slightly drunker than they really thought they were until they heard themselves on the voicemails <laughs> You know, I just realized that does happen. I just realized that uh, there's a whole bunch of new little banners and shit that I made in here the other night. I saw that. I had to sift through them to get to to what we wanted. Graphic design is my passion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's still a couple. There's nine teams that are still undefeated. A couple of them face off this week, so it should be good. Anything you want to get into before we get into the slate? Should we just do the rant now? You have a rant? I, do, I have a rant. I have a rant, and it makes me so sad and mad that I'm going to have to say this. Okay. I don't Here have to go. say it. Here but. we go. All right. So this is like this used to be a staple, and it was fun because it was like Connor would let me like have five minutes to lash out uh, irrationally and yell, death, you are my bitch lover to the ocean, like Todd and Wedding Crashers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I... I Ben Diesel, I'm just gonna ask you, like, genuinely as a favor, to not say a fucking word in sarcasm in response, because I I I, I feel weird about even bringing this up, but I, I'm gonna have to say it. Alabama fans, and this uh, includes me. Okay. Not as badly because I don't I I didn't I didn't get a single hate mail from t- uh, Tennessee fans. I didn't get like 
people like, you know, saying rude shit to me about it. Like that game on Saturday was a lot of fun. There's a lot of shit that happened in it that whatever. Uh, also, it doesn't matter because you still control your destiny. So I just, Bama fans, I need you to shut the fuck up. Just, we, we got to just, as a collective fan base, we just need to shut the fuck up for a couple of days. Just like, just a couple of days. And I know, I know it's difficult. That's like, it's impossible. I'm talking right now. But like, <laughs> you know, like they're, they're complaining about the two receivers things and stuff like that in the national championship. That's like one thing because it's, it's a big national championship game. And you feel like maybe because you played them before. I get all that. Injuries and whatever. Bama lost to Tennessee in a game that they should have probably gotten blown out in. Like, and they didn't. And I was happy about that. There couldn't have been more opportunities to still win the game. And so then afterwards, I see a lot of like Bama fans saying like, well, congrats, dude. You beat like the worst team we've ever had. And, and like you did it. We had 17 penalties and missed field goal, blah, blah, blah. And, and we still only lost by three. And I was like, Jesus Christ. That's not, that's not, I don't think that's a real compliment or, or like a real showman or show sportsmanship. But then I saw this today and this is a real thing. And it's an actual like media like site or you know, platform or whatever, like they, they do podcasts and shit. And I saw it on multiple of them. Ryan Fowler tweeted this and it said, conspiracy theory. I don't think uh, he might not even open with that, but do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Where, the, the video the of the ref, ref celebrating the touchdown? Oh God. If somebody has it, put it in the chat. Cause it's one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever seen. So there's a video of the ref who's the only one that spoke the whole time. It's the head ref. And he goes, Kirby, I'm I'm in the middle of doing the fucking rant, so just just pump the brakes in the comments, okay? We we all sat through Tyler Simmons for four fucking years, but he gives the sign like this, and, and he brings like his arms down, and does this weird like. Yeah, I think he's just fired up. You know, he's just like he's in the moment. He's not rooting for one side or the other. He's just. You know what I think? He I think he just didn't know through his hands, yeah. and he I I don't think he was openly pulling for Tennessee. And Ricky I just, Bobby did. It, they did they really did and it really great stop like we're, I, I i'll handle it okay <laughs> let uncle chris talk every every fucking week you're in here talking shit about will anderson just like we just let me do this but at some point like i just you know and i, I know that i know who i am and the things that i say but it, there's not a single fucking person in in this like in this podcast group, this ever going to ever say out loud, that sucks, dude. You guys, you guys couldn't catch a break. And, and maybe that's not fair. I don't know. But, but saying a conspiracy theory from the fucking refs that were pulling for Tennessee, there's a, there is an actual petition on Facebook right now that you can sign to overturn the game. Tyler, do you know who they're going to Overturn the game? To? Yeah. Man, this has got some... We're going to get the election and then we're going to get that fucking Bama Tennessee game overturned and then we're going to move forward. Do you know who they you know who they're going to have to send that to? To like to to have it overturned? Sankey? No one, cuz it's not a real fucking thing. They're just getting people to sign things like uh, uh, e-signatures. I just I don't know what we're doing and it's it makes me uh, we're not a No, smart it is. Anyway. It's the government collecting our signatures. Well, then it's smart too. That's fine. But I just why don't we just all like why don't we just take a couple weeks to be quiet? Pretend like we're we're excited for a good game between Georgia and Tennessee, and then hope that field gets swallowed whole by an earthquake or something. I don't know. Um, 
but yeah, that was that openly talking about a conspiracy theory because of a hand gesture is about as dumb as the opioid thing. Cause yeah. that guy is definitely on opioids. Oh, to be fair. I mean, you scratch your nose. It's a clear opiate thing to do. Okay. Hold on. But I do want to say one, last, one thing now that the brand's <laughs> over. Okay. So I saw this today and I, I have not done the deep dive myself. I will do it later. I heard a stat that was fucking mind blowing. Because each week, our, my man Willie Gray loves to uh, just as soon as the Bama game's over, or probably not over, run to the Facebook group and talk shit about Will Anderson. Just like, I've, got, I've also got a stat that's pretty mind blowing. You go okay. first. Um, which just it just feels like like if if I don't know Barry Bonds like struck out in his first two at bats, and then you just start talking like hell amounts of shit about it before his third at bat. Like Will Anderson's still the best defensive player in college football. Um, you know that from what I was from what I saw in multiple places this week. Do you know how many holding penalties Bama's opponents have been called for this year? No, I do not. Why don't you take a guess? It'd be a weird thing for me to know. I feel like it would be. <laughs> so I have no idea where to start. Start with that. just 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 ballpark. Like think about this. You have you have statistically there's we talked about last week there's before this last game you had three of the top five edge rushers in terms of pressure rate on the quarterback in the country Mm -hmm. and holding you can call on every play right yeah you could yeah so how many holding holds you think bama's opponents been called for this season as a a total uh three zero really almost impossible maybe that maybe these guys are onto this ref thing you know we got to get that all of those offensive line coaches because they're, they're better than whoever Bama's got. So there you go. Um, my random stat is um, Tennessee scoring 52 points was the most that's been scored on Alabama since 1907 by Swanee. Yeah, we've all heard that stat by now. No, you haven't. Yeah, no, we you have. have. I, I Honestly, I still wasn't even that bummed about that. It's just like... I mean, Swanee had a great... Great squad. Oh, that Swanee team was fucking. They were. I mean, that 07 they were squad. the 2001 Miami of the 1907s. Right. That 07 squad. I mean, I, I'll just never forget it. You had, had uh, Billy Night right. Train, uh, Night yep. Shoes McGee, uh, William Black Sox. Yeah. Uh, McGee. They had that one guy whose name is. I think his name was like Joe Loferson. They also they all call him Loafers because he, he didn't have cleats. Right. He was playing loafers because he was. It was ironic because he also loafed in practice. You know. Yeah, he did that. I didn't like that part. He didn't. He didn't loaf in that game, brother. He, but no, he, about, he had about seven touchdowns. Legend. Oh man. Uh, so we need to talk about this. I haven't talked to Mickey Sherman yet, but we might need to go to. I don't know if Baton Rouge is going to be a possibility because of some stuff that happened. So it might be. If there are two tickets available to the Georgia Tennessee game, I would love to go. Um, I believe one Diddy was in here last week offering up tickets to us for free. Maybe we need to get him back in the chat. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. It's nice to have some Clemson fans in the house. Is it? No. Um. All right. Well, what? Hey, segue. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huge nooner game. I think I saw this guy, this Clemson Chan in the fat or in the in the fat in the chat. Maybe he's fat too. Said Clemson takes Syracuse lunch money on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. That's one of my favorite picks of the week. Uh, so let's get into it. 
Okay. I I think this game is kind of simple. Number 14, Syracuse at number five, Clemson. Clemson, 13 and a half point favorite, total 49 and a half. These are two of the nine teams that are still undefeated. Yes, Syracuse. Um, for Clemson, for me, obviously, it's about DJU becoming a different player this year. I'm not sure if they're calling games better for his skill set <laughs> because their offensive guy that left, uh, Virginia's taken a massive step backwards where he, he became the offensive yeah. guy. And Virginia's OC, when they were so good last year, is Syracuse's OC now. So it all ties in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, DJU bad last year. You thought you club Nick came in. Everyone says, you know, this kid's going to be starting pretty much halfway through that Georgia tech game. When Clemson looked bad on offense, everyone's like club Nick's going to be the guy. Yeah. DJ's a totally different player. 17 touchdowns, two picks, 64% completion. Clemson has the longest winning streak in the nation right now at 13. They're nine and four against the spread in that span. Yeah. Um, they've finally gotten healthy on the D line. Guys like Brian Brzee, Xavier Thomas, both five stars, both healthy for the first time in a while. They've got like three players in like the most recent mock draft in the top 10. Yeah. Like all, they, all, in, all in defense. I feel like they're just kind of quietly coasting through the season as one would do in the ACC, um, yeah. but also because of last year. When, by the way, they did win 10 games, so it's not like they were just terrible. Yeah, I just um, saw that Clemson fan who said, Bama, how far have we fallen? And I, I don't I just I, I'm not emotionally ready to even argue that. No, you don't have to. Uh it's a clear troll job. Uh Syracuse. On the other hand, they've gotten a lot better this year. Quarterback Garrett Schrader, one of the best in the country. He's what? he's okay, that's sandwiched in between KJ Jefferson and JJ McCarthy. Or I'm sorry, RJ Jefferson and QBR. So he's right up there with those guys. I think they're all top fifteen. Sean Tucker, one of the best running backs in the country, averaging over 100 yards a game. What do you like in this game? Because seems like everyone's quick to jump on Clemson here, but I think Syracuse has probably their best team they've had in a long time. And they're still, even when Clemson was much better and they were much worse, are 4-1 and one against the spread against Clemson in the last five. Yeah, this is like it kind of has the feeling of like without the winds, like a little bit of like a Mizzou, Florida vibes. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I I like this game because it's there's just like I don't think anybody in the SEC is usually pulling for Clemson. Um, and there's been some really good ones. Like, you know that Friday night when they lost a couple years ago when ETN went off. That the Saturday game where I think they knocked out. Is that when they knocked out Lawrence or they knock out? Uh, uh, I think it was uh, Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant, right? Um, and then Chase Bryce came in that game, didn't he? I think Bryce came in when. For Trevor before DJ got there. Okay. Either way, but no, yeah. like I just think that Clemson is they they haven't done a lot of things like in a pretty way this year. Um, like you know, they, I know they have talent there on defense. I, the biggest thing for Clemson and why they're not like the Clemson of old is they don't have the explosive plays, especially at the receiver position. Yeah. But they continue to do stuff that I think like these building blocks each and every week that helps just build like confidence with DJU. Like, like really like, I'm not, I'm not even saying this to be like funny at all, but like, did you hear the shit Will Anderson said about like the anxiety and like, the, yeah, know? that was so, surprising. We'll, we'll talk about it later, but like they, there's Greg McElroy said about how they probably don't have a lot of confidence as a team. And I think that's how Clemson probably was with, with DJ at, at quarterback. 
which is a lot of fucking pressure to put on that kid. Yeah. Um, so I, but they've done a really good job. And I think they, I think they cover like Syracuse has been playing with fire for a minute. Yeah. And they've, they've played a very bad schedule. Um, like their best win is maybe Purdue. I mean, they beat NC state last week, but NC state didn't have yeah. Leary. So it's just kind of, I don't know, but they, their defense is sixth in the nation scoring. Um, so they've done a good job on the defensive side. Um, Clemson was the best rush defense in the FBS statistically until last week. Florida State, oh, one th- the one good thing they did was ran the ball in Clemson, like manhandled them. And Clemson even came out this week and said they just beat us like one on one, like, and that's very surprising for a Florida State O line to do that against a Clemson D line. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, so uh, you the running back was out. Florida State's was, yeah. Oh. Um, I- but, but I, I just think that it, it, so the, one of two things is going to happen. I, I'm going to say that Clemson or Cues will keep it close. Maybe there's some issues that need to be cleaned up in the in the run game there that maybe Florida State exposed. Now it's very possible that Clemson could say, "Hey, now we can finally self scout. Someone actually beat us somewhere. We have the talent to close that gap up in a week." Yeah. But I'm going to take Syracuse to keep it closer than the 13 and a half. Uh, Clemson scored more than 30 in every game this year, so I think they'll do that again here. Clemson 31, Syracuse 23. 23 gets it done for the cover, but just not enough to beat Clemson. I just This game's always close. It's weird. Yeah, you're right, and I, I, I definitely agree with that part of it. Um, I just think that Clemson's getting to a point of this part of the season where they can kind of pull away from the rest of the pack, and it, everything else around them is falling into place. Like UNC is not going to out – I don't think they're going to outscore Clemson. And I – like I like, even if twenty twenty one DJU showed up, he would still throw for six touchdowns on that fucking defense for UNC. Um, yeah. But I think this is the kind of this is the time of year I feel like when you would see two things happen with Dabo and like some of those championship years where like one maybe you get you get snuck up on like with a pit in twenty fifteen, or you start like burying teams like very early and start building off of like that kind of stuff. I think it's something closer to that, and and like I just don't think Syracuse. It's it's probably the most improved team in the country, that, yeah. especially in, like in, on offense, which is awesome for Garrett Schrader. Um, but I just don't think they have. I don't think they can stay, hang with them. Also, like, if we're being honest, like Syracuse was not supposed to be good this year. No, I think their win total was like three. It was four. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know why I brought it up in that pot, like that one episode. I was like, and Syracuse, throw it in there. Yeah, they're definitely going over the win total. Yeah. Um, I think Clemson covers, though. I don't think they gave up over 20 points. Uh, I, I'm going to say Clemson 38, uh, Syracuse 2. And um, no, I'll say I'll say it's going to be uh, 31 to 13. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go to the 330 slate. Um, maybe, I mean, there's a couple really good out of conference and so uh, out of out of the sec let's do a, uh, the quick sec one though because that's a big one um cbs game 330 number seven ole miss at lsu this game opened with ole miss being favored by what was it one and a half two two and this has flipped gone through the number of zero now lsu favored minus two total 68 that'll happen um, in a day too by the way like immediately that usually is reserved for big injuries, but I don't think that there are any big injuries. So I'm wondering if people just think Vegas is wrong, which is probably not good for those people. Yeah. It's also true. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, but 
All right, so second time in the last three weeks that LSU has hosted a top 10 team at home. Last Ooh. one didn't go so well. A um, couple things at play here. Ole Miss looking to go 8-0 for the first time in 60 years. 1962? That math seems like it's math in there. Yeah. That's what like them in Arkansas and LSU and Bama all won the national championship every year that year. Like like all together. They all have flags. Last week against Auburn, Ole Miss ran for 448 yards. That was the most since that same team in 1962. Is that real? Yeah, that's real. Um, they ran for 40 yards against LSU in like 2018, 2019. 448 is the most they've had in 60 years. I'll fact check that. All right. Uh, LSU looking to avoid back-to-back losses at home for the first time since 2016. And before that, it had only been since 2001. So it doesn't happen a lot. Um, LSU has won six straight over Ole Miss at home. Um, Now, Ole Miss did win the game last year, but that was in Oxford. Um, I think LSU is getting better. I mean, Florida's got a putrid defense. And so that kind of got them right. Jaden Daniels last week, six total touchdowns. Um, they at one point LSU scored six straight touchdowns on six straight possessions. LSU did, yeah. Remember when they so, had five yards passing in an entire half against Auburn? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know what that says. It's, I mean, Will Campbell had a great week, he won SEC lineman of the week, so maybe the O line starting to gel a little bit better. We talked last week about how LSU's had a different, like all these different combinations of, of O line this year. Maybe they found something that works. Keishon Butte finally had a breakout last week. First time this year. I don't know, man. I'm split on this game because on one hand, it's like number seven Ole Miss, who's got basically the best rush offense in the country, Mm -hmm. is like trending towards being a field goal underdog against an LSU team that I don't think anyone is considering to be great. Um, What are you leaning on this game? So... I think with LSU, we we kind of like lumped them in with Florida that we don't know what we what we see week in and week out. Um, you have the four point close win against Auburn where you forced the four turnovers. You go on. I don't think. I mean, they were an underdog at Florida. I picked them, but I didn't feel super confident about it. Um, I had also picked them the week before against Tennessee, and we saw how that worked out. I, like I'm hesitant to to say this again because I saw what happened at Tennessee. I think it's very clear that Tennessee is one of the best teams in the country. On like, I don't care how many points they give up. Because they're they're scoring more than everyone else, right. so that's usually how you win games. Yeah, you score more than everybody. Yeah, and, I mean, it, and listen, if I'll just say it, dude. Like, I'm not gonna call anybody out, but if your coach is still trying to play defense and take pride in that, like, <laughs> you're a fucking narc, dude. So, um, I think uh, straight up cop, bro. Straight up cop, dude. <laughs> um, probably on opioids, to be honest. So, yeah. I I think going like I wish it was a night game, but but LSU kind of being written off and I know they're favored right now, but kind of being written off as like, there's like a lot of old Miss fans that are just already looking at the Bama game and, and kind of, it's like a foregone conclusion. And it was like that last year too. They beat him like 31 to seven. I, I wonder how Kiffin is in this game. Cause I feel like he's always due for like, like, like Auburn last year when they lost to Auburn and, and like there's one game a year where he just inexplicably goes off script and and does something stupid in like a big moment, like the Bama game last year and all the fourth, like, you know, fourth downs before. 
I don't think Ole Miss just walks into fucking Death Valley and beats an LSU team that's playing pretty well right now, minus the Tennessee game. So you got LSU outright. Yeah. Um, so I think this one's going to be high scoring. I mean, yeah. we Ole Miss, granted, you know, I think they've got the 70th uh, best strength of schedule. No, it's not. It's, it's way worse than that. Is it? We're, I'm, so on ESPN FPI, which I know it's FPI sucks, but I did this the other night, and it's like, um, it is, I think it's like, a, like 113. It's the lowest out of any of the un, 109 right now. Yeah. So this may be a little bit of fool's gold for Ole Miss being this ranked, this highly ranked. I mean, I still think they're a good team. Don't get me wrong, but they've got, they've been able to rush the ball on everybody, and they're not playing a great schedule. Um, I don't trust Jackson Dart at this point to go into uh, a Death Valley and win a game like this. LSU's rush defense is also not good. They gave up, they've given yeah. up 191 rush yards per game over the last oh, three. I wish I would have known that. Um, but I still think they get enough done on the offensive side of the ball. I think this one's going to be close. Mm-hmm. I've actually got LSU winning by a point, but it's very high scoring, 35-34. Uh, real quick from a betting standpoint, I, I haven't – this is not like going to – I don't know if it's going to make like the picks, whatever, but just off the top of my head, Mike Calabrese used to always say this, we would have him on. That, like we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks where it seems to be a trend now with Ole Miss is like gets out early and is a very good first quarter, first half team, especially going on script. Um, we've seen LSU struggle at times with that. So like if, if you are, you know, going to get a little cavalier with some bets, like maybe even like the Ole Miss leading at the half LSU to win in regulation, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Cause I, I think this is now like the second or third time where Ole Miss has like really struggled in the second half to put up points, be consistent with like putting a team away. It wasn't just Tulsa, it was Auburn. And I don't know which of those teams is worse, but um, th- I feel like this could easily be one of those games. It's like Ole Miss has like a, like a monumental collapse. I'm like in like the, in the second half. I mean, this series has been dominated by LSU as of late. Uh, before last year, LSU had won five in a row, 15 of the last 20. Yeah. And they've been covering. They were 4-0 and one against the spread over that stretch uh, of the last five before last year. So I like LSU here. Um, I think the better of the other two games at 330 is probably UCLA-Oregon. But yeah, I do want to cover the game on ABC, number 20 Texas at number 11 Oklahoma State. This is uh, fascinating. Oklahoma State plus six and a half in Stillwater. Total 61. Now, this game opened as Texas minus one. Uh, Just like Oklahoma. And there's a lot of rumors around Spencer Sanders and his health. My guess would be he's either severely limited, if not outright um, out for this game. Yeah. Because you don't see a number move that much. Uh, after the open yeah um, i heard it was herpes oh that's i guess you could play through that yeah um good no, source but so apparently his throwing shoulder is not great and that's important for sure it is for sure and i was actually listening to a podcast where they said you get shot up in the arm to make it feel good for the for the for the game so you can get through it kansas uh oklahoma state went up big on tcu last week well 14 nothing at least and then that shot Collapse. wore off, and the second half they scored six points. Oklahoma State. You just gotta keep doing shots, man. Yeah, like that you just little gotta keep shooting. 
I don't understand why you wouldn't strength just strength. This that is slot. Scott Cochran's fault, honestly. Well, what well, he's had a great comeback, to be honest. Also, um, um, so yeah, so this is uh, this is an interesting game. There also the totals come down a ton because apparently there's 20 plus mile per hour winds scheduled for this game. Crazy windy game, really, and still water. Um, I think the story here is Oklahoma State's defense has just not been very good when Jim Knowles is not there. And the second half. Yep. And Texas, I think last week, maybe people are a little down on them because they barely edged out Iowa State. But they're coming off the Red River. River And And have this one the next week. Right. It's a sandwich game. And the offense is a lot better with Quinn Ewers. Uh, B. John Robinson is still probably the best running back in the country. Um, He's gone for over 100 yards for five straight weeks. Um, Oklahoma State's won 11 straight at home, so I don't want to discount that. But Texas's defense has not allowed more than 21 points this season. The whole season? The whole season. <sighs> Oklahoma State's defense, 126th in pass That's defense bad. as far as yards per game. If, if Sanders doesn't play in this game, I think just because it's at home and – they tend to play well there, and it's a good team when Spencer Sanders is there. I think they can cover. I still think Texas will win, but if Spencer Sanders is out, I like Texas big. Let's make the pick like he's going to play. I'll go 31-28, Texas. I, well, so I'm assuming he's not going to play, but like either way, like I like yeah. six and a half is so so many points, and also like I'm trying to find the actual number, but Mike Gundy's record as an underdog. Um, is pretty good from what someone told me, and they know a lot more than I do. Uh, and of course, I can't find it, so I'm glad I brought that up. Anyway, um, text on the road that worries me a little bit, but I think that last week was a perfect, like in every sense of the word, a trap game with Iowa State. Um, and I, I was just very nervous as to how it felt like all the all the wheels were falling off with like the the picks and and all that kind of stuff, but. If they're 126 in the country in pass defense, I just don't see how that goes well for anyone going up against Steve Sarkeesian. And they're still going to run the football and all, but like um, the second half collapses they've had, I I think they had one against Central Michigan. So this is just like, this is one of those games, like is Texas passed all of like their mental midget shit of like, like, like putting teams away and, and believing they can win. I believe in you, Texas. Not a lot of your politics, but I believe in your football. All right, so you got Texas to win this game big? Yeah, I got Texas to win by 10. Um, also, real quick, just shout out to the the, the live chat right now because it's fucking going off. This, this is great. <laughs> Love it. Um, the last 3.30 game we want to talk, uh, talk about is on Fox. Number nine, UCLA at number 10, Oregon. Best Love game this game. Oregon minus six, total 69 and a half. That's beautiful. Um, Let's see. I don't Both think teams- UCLA's played a road game. I would have to be wrong about that, right? I feel like that's wrong. Have you but seen them play anywhere for- away from home? I can't recall. Oh, they played Colorado. Well, it's, you know, one of the tougher environments. <laughs> uh Let's see. Um, both teams going off a bye. This is the first. This is where game day is this week. It's the first time being at Outson Stadium since 2018. Um, so I always love it because they're out, like the crowd's out there at like 5 a.m. Yeah. You know, um, this is the first time since 2014 that these two teams meet in Oregon as top 10 teams. Um, 
historically, they've played at Oregon five times as top 10 teams. Oregon 5-0 and in those games. So something to remember here in this game. Um, these are the only two undefeated teams in the Pac-12 at this point. So that you could be looking at this is a game to for, for determine. Pac-12, just within Pac-12 conference records. play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, within conference play. Um, Oregon's dominated this series over the last decade, two dominated. decades. Oregon 14-3 and three against UCLA since 2000. So I guess they don't play every year. That yeah. doesn't seem like to, that adds up. It's, hard, it's just traffic. It's hard to get down there. Uh, Oregon has won three straight and nine of the last ten. Oregon's won seven straight at home against UCLA. Now, this is a different UCLA team. And the reason is Dorian Thompson-Robinson has mm-hmm. been incredible. He's the first UCLA player to ever win consecutive Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Week honors. Um, How many last time they were, Yeah, pretty How crazy. Many? He's the first... UCLA player ever to win two back-to-back player of the week in the Pac-12. Yikes. Um, he won the last one after taking the uh, the UCLA over Utah, 42-32. Big upset there. He completed more than 80% of his passes in that wow. game uh, for 300 yards, four touchdowns. UCLA has been incredible at running the ball as well. That's why um, they, they've scored 40 points in five of the last six games. At least UCLA has. Yes, I, I think I say I don't want to like. I feel like this is like pretty much an obvious over just because of the way these two offenses have played. Right. Um, but here's the thing: I I think especially in the Pac-12, we've seen it happen a couple times this year. Teams that have been really really good early on, so a little bit untested, and, and UCLA is not untested. But like when they leave the the friendly confines of that massive empty abandoned blockbuster that the Rose Bowl has become. And didn't have to go play like probably the loudest environment, I guess, in the Pac-12. I don't understand how it's loud out there. It makes no sense to me. Um, but like, and Bo Nix has been playing out of his mind. Like these, this feels like. I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. Like, it, like I feel like I'm, I'm watching like Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson on a much smaller scale and a much paler scale because of Bo Nix. So, but like, it's been elite quarterback play, which sounds weird because it's fucking Bo Nix. Um, does that continue this week? We've seen UCLA struggle with South Alabama. Uh, that's all. I just, I, I. So Bo Nix leads the Pac-12 in rushing for quarterbacks. He's seventy percent yards for carry. Seventy percent completion, twelve touchdowns, three picks. <laughs> um, UCLA over is nine and one in the last ten games. Oregon also ha- has been an over machine. Um, They've scored over 41 in their last five straight games. Um, they've got a, the fourth best running attack in the country. I love this game to be high scoring. Um, ultimately, I've been on UCLA all year, though. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I, I'm kind of I'm debating this one because Oregon's 25-0 and 0 straight up in their last 25 games as a home favorite. They don't lose in situations like this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take... UCLA well, to cover. Hasn't been their quarterback in that situation. That's either, true. Right? Um, I'm going to take UCLA to cover, but this is going to be real high scoring, 40 to 35 Oregon. So they cover by a point, and then the game goes over. You have multiple TVs at your house, right? Yeah, but there's only one bathroom. Yes, I'd like us all to use the same bathroom either way, just so we can like, kind of build like camaraderie. Um, like it, one bathroom in my house total. Yeah. 
No, no, no. Is that not how people do it? I thought like that was like the trend now with like Chip and Joe, like on House Hunters, like it's just one big, really nice bathroom, and you. No. No, no. It's just racetrack. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, either way, so I think I I just think that, and I'm probably too high on Bodex, which is a sentence I never thought I would say. But South Tennessee is undefeated, so God's not real. And I think you know it's just like us whole. I, I honestly, I'm looking forward to this game more than any other game this weekend. I, I got an Oregon shirt that I'm, I'm probably gonna wear. You got Oregon covering? If it fits. I got I got Oregon covering. Yeah, in late in the second half. I just don't. I don't trust UCLA going on the road. It's fair. They've not traditionally played well there. Um, before we get to the night slate, let's take a quick timeout to talk about some of the spicy plays that we got going on this weekend. Um, but this particular spicy play is by Texas Pete, Chris. Do you know that? I'll, I'll just say it. These these picks are just downright Texy. Yeah. We're Texie trying to get back. We're trying to get back hashtag on a Peter this weekend. We're not off of it yet, or Chris isn't. I don't know why you're saying that, dickhead. Texas Pete has the spice and flavor that's kicking this football season up a notch. If you haven't tried the original hot sauce or their new traditional barbecue sauce, Run to the grocery store right now. Unless you've been drinking beer, don't don't drink a drive. But if you're sober, it's, you know it's well, a Wednesday night. Small town, and the and you're friends with like the sheriff. Who cares, right? No, we don't. We don't advocate for no, that. That's but, I'm kidding. It's not right. But maybe you get your spouse. Go to the grocery store right now. And like I said, you run there, so you don't even have to drive. Just I don't like any of these options you're giving. Just go. Just take an Uber to the grocery store, or get, or yeah. order them on Instacart, and get right. yourself some fucking Texas Pete. That's right. You yeah. got to get a bottle today. Visit texaspeat.com. If you're really hammered, you've been on some opiates tonight. Yeah. Um, just go to texaspeat.com. There's recipes. There's apparel. And of course, there's all the barbecue sauce and the hot sauce that you want. Plus, and this is the big part. You got to remember this promo code uncensored gets you 20% off your entire order. So no matter what you order, the entirety of it is 20% off the original price. If you use the promo code uncensored, yeah. Hey, win big with Texas Pete. When you downset sauce like you mean it, go to texaspeat.com today. I'm gonna right. hold on real quick. I, I want to like nobody will probably end up falling through with this, but I think we should let's figure out a way to have a, a Halloween costume contest. Because remember how much fun Halloween was in 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 college when like oh it's great. It was just just a giant word i'm not gonna say but like it was a, it was a what's yeah, that linebacker's name from vanderbilt uh, everybody was having text that night that's what i'm saying okay? Uh, okay okay so what i'm saying is let's have like a like a, a sexy texas pete costume it'll be a texy texy and i know it we can call it that it's just a staple of my cooking good for you um yeah so whoever dresses sexiest in texas pete which probably be james spivey he's gonna be the only one that does it because he sends me feet pics all the time now that I'm saying all this, I don't think it's a good idea. Um, I know that you're coming over to my house this weekend. We're going to watch some games. My lovely wife has agreed to slash actually came up with the idea to make us some some apps so we can enjoy ourselves. Producer Dan's going to come over. My apps. Probably like a buffalo chicken dip, something Fuck like that. Fuck yeah. This day just got so much better. And we're going to be just drizzling that Texas Pete hot sauce all over those things. All right, yeah. we'll be. Well, I mean... Yeah, I, I always keep that thing on me. So, um, we're and to to remind you guys, we are going to try to go live, maybe to while we watch the Bama game or something like that, and just chat football with you guys in the chat. You guys can see how insane 
Chris yeah. probably is when he watches a Bama game. Maybe you're reserved. I don't think I've ever watched a Bama game with you. No, you haven't. So, I mean, like, I wasn't – you could ask Liz. I was not reserved by any means. Like, I wasn't mad at the end of the game, but, like, I do react in the moment. It's like, you know, we need to we need to test this out. We don't need to get into it right now, but I, I just think it might be time for us to do our own Facebook group or something. Because oh, yeah. I just – after me not posting at all for, like, last year for, like, all the reasons – um, it's just impossible sometimes like to, to figure out how to get, uh, you know, past Tristan Smith's 19 posts today. So I was thinking, because I, I, I thought that, you know, sometimes like stuff like falls on deaf ears and, and shit like that. Um, I had two people actually DM me. They're like, please do a live stream. Please do a live stream. So I don't know if he wants, like, I'm assuming he wants us to do it shirts off. I haven't, but like, I, I mean, that could get weird, but maybe, you know, we'll see how many beers we have. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The entire time our friends were scared. First off, it's not my friends. Maybe, maybe no, hey. I'm shocked that people that came over to, to be around me during an Alabama game were, were worried for my health. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. Guys, tune in on YouTube or Facebook for that live stream. Uh, it's going to be a great time. And let's get to the night slate because there's a couple really good games in the SEC and then there's a pretty decent game in the Big 12 as well. Let's start with the Big 12 and get that out of the way. Yeah. I don't know what game is. What is it? 8 p.m. Fox Sports 1. Number 17, Kansas State. At number 8, TCU. TCU minus 3.5. Total 54. I know you've been deep diving this game, Chris. I, I missed the. I'm sorry. Uh, let me just tell you about this game. All right, TCU. Oh yeah, and they look good. They look great on offense. They're one of the best, probably top ten offense in the country. Um, they're really good at running the ball. Pretty good at, at throwing the ball. They got a first round receiver. Um, they got Max Duggan, who's been there for sixty seven years. I think he's a sixty seventh year senior. Um, they've been pretty decent against the pass as well on defense. Um. We don't have to get deep into this game, Chris. I think TCU continues the role here. I'm going to take them 31-24 and take them to cover this spread, stay undefeated. Hey, TCU, dark horse for the college football playoff. Yeah. I, I, so, and I, don't, I man, I wish Texas didn't lose that other fucking game. Um, there, there's people that are saying there's still a path for Texas to get in with two losses, but like, I just don't see that happening because there's – there's going to be like the Michigan Ohio State. Anyway, we don't have to get to that. Kansas State, like it's weird because if you would have brought this up a couple of weeks ago, I, I feel like people probably would have been all over Kansas State just the way the season had been playing out. Um, TCU at home once again, which I love. This is their fourth straight game against a ranged opponent. Just keep it going. Why it's, not? it's crazy too. Like you, you, I mean, like this is one of the feel good stories, not just because of their stupid fucking mascot um, and you feel bad for them because it's like the, I don't know, the seventh most recognizable school in Texas. Um, but like they fired Gary Patterson a year ago. He'd been there for 21 years. It, the man stayed on the following week to help out. <laughs> like, it's, like he loves him some horn frogs, man. Yeah. So, but the, to kind of just change your entire identity from this, like kind of defensive, like minded coach and all that kind of stuff. And, and they've done, they've been great. And like, you know, weather the storm last week against Oklahoma state, um, isn't Kansas State coming off a bye too? Yeah, they're coming off a bye. Uh, their last game out, they beat Iowa State ten to nine. So, I mean, that's yeah. what we come to expect in the Big Twelve. These slobber knockers. I'll you say know it who again. Their, their losses is to. No. 
Tulane and that weird fucking star. They're ranked Tulane. They're ranked now. Pretty sure they're twenty five in the AP. They were one of the worst teams in the country a year ago. Um, either way, I like both these teams' resumes have, have been pretty good. And I, I know it with Kansas State did in Mizzou, all that kind of stuff. Can TCU get up again for a fourth straight game against a ranked opponent? It's at night at home. I like it. I mean, I know I can't get it up after that. So that's just that's gonna be tough for for anybody. You got to go to the gas station, and get some pills, um, and and hopefully take it for the woodshed, man. I, Kansas Kansas State's offense only has four hundred yards, only averages four hundred yards per game. Um, and Adrian Martinez, who is you, happy thirty yeah, birthday a week ago, he he is a guy that I feel like you can in a game like this you can trust him to not turn the ball over and score points. Uh, so. <laughs> Okay, you are being facetious. He, I don't think he's eight <laughs> this year, right? <laughs> Just he historically. Four passes, Tyler. I mean, four is better than three. <laughs> yeah, can't argue that. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, unless, I, unless I, we're talking interceptions, am I, am I right, brother? And yeah, I guess. Um, that is <laughs> that is tough. Uh, yeah, so I, I will say, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm gonna take TCU one more time. One more time. I've been asked to do the horned frog. It's hand so thing. bad, and that's that's. Are there are there actual frogs with horns? About to find out. You imagine being in Texas when they came up with that name, like like Texas, like don't mess with Texas, like all right, TCU. What's your mascot gonna be? You want to do like a stampede, or you want to do like the Cowboys? And they're like, you know what? So we're gonna do. These horn frogs that I used to catch and and with salamanders at my my dad's lake. Salamanders. Um all right. Saturday, 730 on SEC network. Not necessarily a ranked matchup, but one that I think a lot of people have their eyes on, especially South Carolina fans. They smell blood in the water, Chris. This is gonna be good. South Carolina hosting Texas AM. South Carolina plus three. Home underdog. Total 44 and a half. Not going to be the sexiest game in the world. No. Um, South Carolina, they're looking for their first four game win streak since 2013. Texas AM. That's wild. They're on a two game losing streak heading into Columbia. Um, both teams coming off a of bye week. I brought this up real quick. Hold on. You told me a stat about Jimbo coming off a of bye week. Horrible. Horrible, right? Yes. So I, I brought that up, and I was like, I'm pretty sure he's really bad coming off a bye. And then I like I panicked, and I was like, or he's really good. I don't remember. It's one of those two things. Well, I remember him at Florida State being bad. Texas A&M overall over the last, uh, let's see, they're nine and nine after open dates in 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 the Thank last you. eighteen games. Where's J- what's Jimbo overall? I can't find my, my Phil Steele. Uh, I don't know. He was bad at Florida State. Uh-huh. It doesn't seem to be great here if they're nine and nine. Um, on the other hand, if you look at South Carolina coming off a bye, fourteen and three since two thousand nine. Who the fuck could they have been playing? Doesn't matter. Fourteen and three versus it nine does. and nine. I'll take that. Uh, Texas A and M in this series eight. Yeah. <laughs> so they've never lost. Uh, never lost. Uh, one of the wins was off a bye in twenty nineteen for Texas A and M. So that did buck the trend a little bit. Um, that's a really good South Carolina team too. In 2019, yeah, that's, yeah. that's when Mushroom got fired. <laughs> yeah, it was because of this game. Because at, at like during the game, I think he got fired technically in 2020. But the 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 way that they have performed in this game the past like couple of years, 
Do you remember they asked Muschamp about like what it means to win the trophy? No. There's a tr- this is a trophy game. Oh my god, I had no clue. You guys need to start watching my fucking content. Um, this this is one of the worst games, one of the worst trophy games ever. Um, like when when A and M and like they they came to the SEC and the SEC had like launched the SEC Network, right? The first mm-hmm. game of the year was this game. And I don't know why they forced forced us to put a, a fucking trophy in this, but they they made these two their their permanent rivals. Okay, which is literally it's the two furthest like universities away from each other in this conference. Sick. And they were like, you know what, you two are gonna play each other because the you know because like the maroon, you guys both have that kind of, and um, you're pretty unlikable in your divisions. And uh, there was somebody who was a big influence in the Alamo was from South Carolina. So they just slapped his fucking old self onto a bronze plate. And nobody, like, two, as of two years ago, Jimbo didn't know where the trophy was, like, in their own. Oh, uh, it's in the trophy case with the, the empty trophy case that they said would one be filled, one day be filled with championship trophies. All right, well, I should have seen that coming. That's my bad. Texas <laughs> <laughs> um, A&M, 1-4 straight up in the last five games on the road. The total has also gone under, surprisingly. I mean, I know you'd be shocked in Texas A&M games that the total's going under in five of the last six games for, for them. That's before we, they had this this elite quarterback matchup, though. So I, th- I yeah. think we're going to see fireworks. Uh, so what do you see this game doing here? Okay, so I see it um, being just absolute, like... Like this is gonna be like I don't I don't this is gonna sound so bad. You know when people have like a strong hand, it's gonna be like arm wrestling with strong hands. Like that's it's gonna be really awful. Um, and whoever wins, we're gonna celebrate it because it's like good for them. Uh, but it's gonna be bad quarterback play. It's a really good opportunity for South Carolina. They need to take advantage because they have gotten fucking dominated in this game. Like this has been like a foregone conclusion loss for that fan base for several years now. Um, and this is what got Muschamp fired because their biggest booster very publicly was shouting across the, at Ray Tanner, if you don't get this, I'm not donating more money unless you get this shit fixed, which is arguably Jimbo's biggest win. I think South Carolina is going to win this game. There's no reason they should. They're, they don't have a more talented roster. They're not better coached, which is shocking. Um, but Haynes King is beat up. He'll throw at least, I, if there's a prop bet for, Total interceptions. Take the over, no matter what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't. I don't get the vibe that A and M's really got the mojo going this year. I don't think they go into You're Columbia on a Saturday night and uh, and take care of this team like they should. Um, if anything, I'll take South Carolina plus the points. I'm like you. I'd probably take a money line, but if you're giving me free points at home, and you know, in Columbia. Then I'll take them. And so, also look uh, at the first half spread of uh, whatever it is and the total because these two teams have been terrible early on. Okay, I like that insight. Last game here, Chris. The Why game. Did you this one for last, finally. I don't know. Just I went in order of night games and day games and all that. But you did. Uh, that was sweet. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if closing the show with Texas A&M South Carolina was really the vibe we were going for. I mean, this is a ranked matchup here, 7 p.m. on ESPN, number 24, Mississippi State, at number six, Alabama. Alabama, 21-point favorite at home, total 65 and a half. 21 points, Tyler. 
21 points. I was so confident until I heard that was the line. Both teams going off a road loss. Since 2007, there have been six occasions where Alabama has lost and then faced Mississippi State the following week. They've just been absolutely tortured. Yeah. Alabama in that situation. Um, We know the record. Everyone kind of talks ad nauseum about how Bama covers the spread coming off a loss. I didn't know that. I don't know that's that record. Come on. You know I don't know what that is. It's very good. I don't know the exact record. It's like they, they cover almost every time the next game. Uh, well, you know, with that kind of uh, factual insight of. Um, I was relying on you to know that. No, but I will say I, I did this. I looked the other day at this. And like when you talk about since 2011, in like in regular in regular season games following a regular season loss. So if Bama losing the regular season, like how do they close out the rest of the regular season? It's happened like I think five or six total times, and they have gone twenty nine and one for the rest of the season in all five of those seasons. The only loss came by three points on a fucking bullshit game at Auburn when Tua broke his hip in half the week before. Um, that that's that record's astounding. I think it's like they're winning by an average of like twenty three and a half points. I don't know if this team has that kind of focus. I really don't. I, I'm like a little bit worried about like the mental makeup of this. Team. Yeah. So let's talk about the whole Will Anderson thing. God, Bama fans did not like anyone bringing up mental health, huh? No. These guys Surprising are supposed to be robots. So big on physical health, you know, and I just I kind of would have liked to see it transfer over to other areas as well. Well, you know, at least they've got one of the two. Yeah. Um so if you missed it, Will Anderson Saban brought up the fact that like they usually do this chant beforehand and and like when they're coming out of the tunnel and they didn't do it. And he's like, "Why didn't we do that?" And this I don't know how, like, I don't, I don't know how save, like, if Saban turned around as they're going, I'm like, why aren't y'all doing that chant y'all do? What, I mean, what is that thing when you guys are like, whoop, whoop? <laughs> like, that's not, I mean, you know, you don't, he shouldn't be in charge of doing that, but like, that's a weird, like, it, it seems like they kind of came out and just were kind of off. Um, if you have to do that in the first place, it's already gone wrong, I think. What? The hey guys, you guys not gonna do the chant thing? Like y'all do that thing. Y'all y'all do. It's like just Mac Mac Brown. He's just Mac yeah, Brown. He's doing the, the Dabo time. TikToks. No, actually, Dabo would never ask that question because he's roughly forty yards ahead of everyone running down the hill in his khakis. I can't um, wait till he turns an ankle one day on that. It's gonna be so funny. I don't want to see him turn an ankle. I hope he just breaks a leg. Oh, okay, yeah. It's a non-serious. Well, I mean, the Clemson guy left, so I can say that now. Yeah. Um, no, I. I I think like, I mean, listen, I, when he said the word anxiety, people got really upset about that. Yeah. You know, have you ever, first off, I know for a fact, talking to Bama fans, being a Bama fan, being a college football fan in general and, and how we all are. I don't know if they know this, but the way they probably watched that game last week was probably full of anxiety. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure if it's just like a vocabulary word we don't know, or if it's like, Hey man, that doctor lawyer over there saying words about mental health and uh, all it is is butterflies, brother. Like it's some weird stigma. But I just, I, I honestly, I was surprised he said it. But like, I was kind of, it kind of made me happy that 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 they felt like they could say that. Now they need to get their shit together and figure <laughs> out like what's going on. Because, That'd be like, the last damn anxiety you ever you ever seen. Yeah, you are gonna get an anxiety getting getting on the bus going getting out of town. Because you only yeah, don't play right. here anymore, Will Anderson. Right, um, that's right. 
I'd rather him off the team if he's got anxiety than have the number one pick. I mean, he ain't focused. Next man that's, up. That's why I don't want people with ADD. I don't want people with ADD, wives, the people that go to class, any of that shit. Next man up. Um, Give me I, the walk-on that doesn't have anxiety. You sound like that one guy who went viral, Willie, who was like, <laughs> when I stop recruiting all these five stars? Like, shut the fuck up, dude. You're homeless. Like, is this... What is this? Anyway. What's this thing? Like, I don't give a piss about... Don't give a piss about nothing but the tide. Dude, like, my, so if there, I think there's a couple of them that might still be in here, but I met up with a bunch of people, like Bama fans from like Twitter that have become my buddies, and we all got a picture together. And they, like, I didn't know that we were doing this. They all just said it like it was like cheese. It was like, don't give a piss about nothing. <laughs> it was really inefficient. Everyone was talking during the picture, but um, no. So I, I think in years past, you've seen like an alpha or something take over where there's a level of focus. Um, moving forward. And I don't know if this team has that. And it, it comes after a loss a lot of times, right? But Bama's had a couple of close wins and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Greg McElroy was talking about this the other day and just being like, honest, it, it seems like they might be a little bit, you know, like lacking in confidence, which is, you Weird. know, I, 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 I get that. I lack in confidence in almost everything except for my body. And, um, awesome finances so at some point you have to this is like this game has to continue being what it was like each and every year that we've seen like which is it's a ranked team it's a team that throws the ball over the over the yard you just got torched in your secondary week ago you have to make adjustments immediately and and just i would i would do terrible things for a five penalty or less game Uh, certainly 17 is not going to get it done um who 17 penalties? Oh, 17 penalties, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that may have you feeling better, Will Rogers has not been very impressive on the road, um, especially in the last two road games. Um, I I think – I look, Bama's, Bama's secondary. What, what are your thoughts there in this game? In All right, so you have to make an adjustment at some point. And I'm not, I'm not excusing what happened because, they're, like, if, you're, if you claw all the way back, you can't just – give up 70 yard passes. You know, I talked that stat about how their last three drives, they had, they were off all three plays or less. And for less than a minute, you know, that one of them was like 94 yards, one was 75 yards of them was like, they, they did it everywhere. Um, going into that game, they were the top pass defense in the country and including McKintree had been playing out of his mind and, and, and all kind of stuff. But the way that Tennessee schemed against them and got like mismatches and, and like spread everyone out. No one else in the country does that. That's not a blueprint people are going to start following like like moving forward either. This is a perfect setup for them, in my opinion, because this is like a dink and dunk, keep everything in front of you, which is the only thing these people can do because if they have to start running, it's it's, it's it did not look good a week ago. Yeah, I think this is a classic game where they're going to get right. This is one of those games where coming into the game, everyone's like, Bama's lost a step. Tennessee is the new king of the SEC, and then Bama just comes out and dominates. Now, I feel like I've kind of been off on the Bama. Like we, I thought they'd beat Texas pretty handily. I thought they'd – I think I did actually have them beating Arkansas State pretty good. Um, but then I, I thought, you know, even last week that they'd cover the spread. Um, but, I again, I'm going to say I think Bama wins this game pretty easily, covers the spread 42-17. I think they – Get right on defense. 
So that's Will like Anderson, the, I got, by the, the way. ghost, like, the ghost Will Anderson has multiple tackles for loss. That's the dumbest shit ever. That is so stupid. Um, he he's top five in the country in t- tackles for loss. Just I think he has more sacks than George's entire team does. As a ghost. Um, but I but here's the thing, man. I like at some point just just build off of like step by step, like you know, build off of a small win, and then keep that going. Because like I I think. I think it's actually the opposite of what you said in terms of people just like have like written off Bama. I think everyone just assumes that Bama's going to be, that's why we're talking about a three team playoff. Like, like the foregone conclusion is Bama is going to win out going on the road to LSU and Ole Miss and, and like, and then go beat Georgia. Bama, this is exactly what I said before the season started. They're not going to make the playoff because they're not going to beat Georgia, but like, it would be awesome, I think, too, if they could just show a, a glimpse of, of like some of those teams in the past in terms of coming out and kind of like getting getting right and have somebody take over and be a leader because they look lost if Bryce is not there, if Will Anderson's not there. Like that part is concerning. I'd counter that by saying I think most teams look lost when they're starting quarterbacks out. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. It's, well, uh, yeah. All right, so do you, so what do you have? What are you officially predicting? Bama's not got to cover the so the last three times they've been a twenty one point favorite by twenty one points exactly. Texas, Auburn, and Texas A and M last year, and Texas A and M this year. So yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's gonna be a fucking two point game that's gonna come down to the wire. And we're gonna and be I, streaming it live. You're gonna hate me. Am I allowed to like be myself at your house? Or like, yeah, I mean my kids will be asleep. What about your neighbors? And I want to talk to your neighbor. No, my neighbor. No. Um, all right. That's going to be it. I know. Wait, did you say you wanted to re re rank the, uh, the conferences? Yeah, but you didn't respond to it until just now. So it's like, you don't have to. No, I want to do like repick the conference champions. Um, that should be it. Then. Uh, for real, if there's an opportunity to go to t- Tennessee and Georgia and you guys have two tickets. I'll go if Tyler goes. And also, like, just send me the tickets first because, like, the secondary market's been pretty cool. And, uh, you know, we can go watch it at a bar. And we'll definitely be there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, no, it's it's actually a lot of fun. It's, like, a really good chat. Real quick, let's touch on this. Somebody asked this question about, like, the the playoff because this has been a a thing about can the SEC get three teams in? Okay. You want to start – how that is possible? I mean, it's possible very simply by Tennessee losing to Georgia, Georgia right. losing to Bama, and you've got a 12 and one Bama that just like last year, a 12 and one Georgia who already has wins against 12. They have a win against Tennessee. And you have Tennessee who has the, the first or second best win of the season against Bama. Uh, I know Georgia fans disagree with that, but like, and then hopefully a close loss. So like, there's no chance that they're going to put three teams in the SEC, and b- strictly because like, I wouldn't say other conferences caught up, but like, there's more, there's better teams from around the country this year. Finally, yeah, like you know TCU, and and, and honestly, the biggest de- like detriment to this is Michigan Ohio State. Right. Yeah. Because if they are both undefeated going into that game, and one of them loses it, hold, hold on, just I got to correct something. Anderson seems a ghost in big games. And Will Anderson had 12 pressures 
against Texas A&M. And I want to once again remind you that he's never he, – he, they we have not had a holding call that's been flagged on an opponent all season long. Just do with that what you will. It, well, I will, brother. There it is. Um, all right, cool. Well, that's going to be the show then. Um, again, tune in this weekend. If you're just watching games and you want to tune into the live stream, go to YouTube, go to Facebook. We'll be live streaming during the Bama-Mississippi State game. Chatting with you guys in the chat room. Um, and yeah, I think we might be having some giveaways too. Love it. So go techspeed.com, promo code uncensored. And we look forward to catching up with you guys Saturday night and then Sunday for our recap pod. Hey, one more thing before we go. Don't forget, call us. Yeah. 424-430-0045. We've been getting some really good voicemails lately. Um, We're playing the best ones here on the show. And again, the number is 424-430-0045. We'd love for you guys to call us, leave us a voicemail. Hell, maybe we do like a chat roulette thing. Maybe we could take calls during the game. Like people could talk shit to you during the game. I can tell you right now that that is not something I will handle well. And I like, I don't, I don't give it. Listen, I, I am who I am. And I, I just, you know what you're doing. So just don't do it. All right, guys. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you guys this weekend. Have a good one.